1: Yes,
0: we are the brave We'll fight you in day. The name of the brave We are the U.S. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, Veteran B-Real listeners. Today, I have a wonderful guest on today, uh, Lisa Peronzo She is an Army veteran, and we're going to talk a little bit about what she's done in the Army and then where she's at now as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And I got to tell you, she was referred to me by a close friend of mine who said, this is a young lady that's going to give your show a shot in the arm. And I said, all right, well, let's get her on board. And then we got her. So, Lisa, I am excited to have you on board. And let's talk to the, talk to the audience and tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I love, like, this is my jam getting the opportunity to be able to connect with different people, especially other vets. Like, I absolutely love this. So, my name is Lisa Pronto. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called A Healthful Life, which is a company of my own invention, as it were, um, that actually was kind of spawned out of my military experience. Nice. oddly enough. I know. Right. You're like, Hey, it's always, good
0: when you can, it's always good when you can tie the two together. So you kind of flow. Yeah.
1: Right. But let's just keep in mind, like, as I go back in time, I'm 27 for life and that's, that's just how it's going to be. So just keep that in mind. <laughs>
0: I'm all good with that. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so I went into the army. Well, let's be honest. I went into the army cause I was too scared to go into the Marine Corps. Fair. 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 <laughs> and I took the ASVAB and I scored so high that they were like, ooh, you should go into ROTC. And I was like, what's that? And then they explained it to me. And I went into ROTC and it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I had the intention when I went into the military of doing 20 years, getting all my advanced education while I was in there. And you know, what a novel thought for like an 18, 19-year-old. And I know I'm not alone in this to be like, man, I'm going to walk out of this and I'm going to have all my education done. It's all going to be debt free. I'm going to have all this job experience. I'm going to have this amazing resume. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, and this is how it's going to go. And I started on that path, loving life. And then I got really severely hurt on a training exercise that knocked me out. Um, not literally knocked me out but figuratively knocked me out for the better part of a year i didn't walk i was on bed rest at my parents house i had multiple surgeries and a significant amount of physical therapy to be able to learn how to re-walk again to learn how to drive a car again to learn yeah right i mean bam 30 seconds seconds. i was fast roping how insane is this and i think Ooh, i should find you this picture i have a picture right before i landed i did not fall it was a technically perfect execution and when my feet hit the ground i landed on a rock and the middle of my right foot imploded collapsed yep Um, yeah Yeah, just totally collapsed i mean it pure accident and the worst and most tragic of ways um that no one could do anything about like it was what it was. Yeah, I was so a medical department. I'm-, I'm
0: gonna tell you right now. I've seen that. I've seen that before, and it's literally, you're just kind of, you're just mm. you're done. There's nothing you could like. Like I can lift your foot up and support it, but there's
1: nothing you could. Yeah, it's surgery. It's a surgical thing after that point. Yeah. Oh, it was a total surgical. Oh, you totally know what I'm talking about. It was gnarly. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, it took. Luckily, I look whatever your feelings are about the military now or whatever, I got to give the army a lot of credit and a lot of props, because it was a lot of gray area of me getting hurt while I was in ROTC. And no one was really sure like what to do with me. Like, where does she fall? What category does she fall under? Because I was on a training exercise, which technically with the R component in ROTC, if I'm remembering correctly, changed my classification when I went into that training exercise.
0: Yeah, you were active duty when you were training.
1: Right. So, but then I was also, like, kind of not active duty because of the ROTC aspect of things. So everybody was kind of like, what do we do with her? But you were.
0: But, yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Right. You were.
1: You did, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I was really, really blessed that the military worked with me so much and so willingly. And it, I... I cannot give my commanding officers and the people in my platoon and all like that whole organization enough props for supporting me to the degree that they did so that I could not only access medical care that got me fully up and running and rehabbed, at least to the the best that it could be, but also set me up for the rest of my life in terms of this injury and being taken care of for that they fulfilled their agreement with me and paid for my schooling mm-hmm. all of my medical care all of that was completely covered by them yep. and so I just have to say that like up front I I'm so blessed for that that right? they let me seek out civilian medical care because when I first got hurt no one knew how to fix me because it, it was a crazy injury they thought I had originally just broken my foot and then when I got further scans, it kind of showed the severity of the actual injury. Yeah. <laughs> You're not in your head like, yes, it's.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not. I'm telling you, man. The <laughs> the nerve, all, the, your feet have so many nerves and so many tendons and so many. There's so much destruction that can happen to your foot. And as simple as landing on a rock from a fall of about eight to 10 feet can destroy your life if you hit it right. Right in the arch, right, right. in the back part of the arch, right in the angle, mm-hmm. right before the heel. Like if you so hit it, it like was- right there at an angle the
1: medial part of the arch of my foot so that's the inside arch because you have an inside and an outside arch so it was the inside arch is where it took the brunt of the impact and my doctor was saying she was like it, it she was like it was just pure physics there was nothing that you could yeah do.
0: it was a millimeter this way or that way could have changed your life anyway a yes. millimeter could have changed your life because it's like yes. your, your arch is like your armpit it's one of the most sensitive Di- dynamically important areas of your body Your armpit and your, your arch in your feet Dramatically Component wise it's, it's scary What can happen to you in both of those
1: spots if you Oh for that. sure and I remember my doctor Telling me like it's a really good thing It wasn't the heel as opposed to like The arch of the foot yep. Thank goodness I haven't had issues with my heel But I've I- well, Nick, you would know the spider than me with your background. I was reading the other day. There's like twenty thousand nerve endings or something insane it's, in the bottom of your feet. <laughs> it's
0: it's scary retarded. How many nerves are in your foot and in your heel and your? It's crazy.
1: Right, and then you think about how much of a weight bearing component that is in your body.
0: And your whole body weight is carried by it every day, every step you take. Every, other, I mean, my feet. I and I'm not gonna. I don't want to digress from you. What you're saying, but. Oh, like no. me, I have all kind of plantar fascia. I have all problems because I was light infantry when I was in the army for a while. Da, da. My feet, every time I take my shoes off, it feels like my feet catch on fire. Like they're literally smoking hot. Like I got to put them in ice sometimes. Sometimes I have to put my feet in ice. My wife has to come in and wrap my feet with ice because they get so hot. And the ice actually starts melting because it's physically hot because my feet, because of all the pressure and the walking and the shifting and the, and the arch. And I have these massive arch supports in there. I got all my feet are jacked up from the floor up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's bad. So yeah. it, it actually it 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 hurts my heart that anybody would go through something like you went through. I'm glad. I'm so see. I'm a big proponent of the military too. I'm a very big supporter. You know, I'm I do not regret any of my time in the army. Not a day. I wouldn't go back in the army now after 20 years and da But I don't regret a day because yeah. I know they would take care of you if you're a soldier. Right. To take care of you. So that's that's the thing. The VA does their best. I know mean, it's a whole different kind of thing, but oh yeah, the active duty side of it. I never had a complaint with my medical care. I never had a complaint because they do, they did go the far extents to make sure that they got to repair. I mean, I had an open compound fracture in my collarbone. I had all kind of broken bone, you know? So I, I feel you. I mean, I feel you because I'm telling you right now, feet are like hands that you don't, your feet, hands are the most, like these are the most deadly things on the earth. And then that, those feet down there are the most important things on your body. People take it for granted every day. Oh my
1: goodness. And then you think about like the chain, re- I'm like, oh, we're going to, we're going to go on this. So you think about the chain reaction of that being such a big weight bearing joint. And then, you know, how that works with the functionality in terms of your ankle and how it kind of goes like up the chain of your body and how it impacts other yeah. things.
0: Yeah. The nerves thing that come up the back of your leg, through your, into your spine, into your lower cap. Mm-hmm. Girl. Please. I don't even, even i not even <laughs> oh, narrow. Okay. I get scared thinking about what could happen to you if you jack your foot, especially your, like you said, especially your heel. You jack your heel up, you're done. Oh, like that You're came done. Over. You're, yeah, you're in a, you're, you're a, a walker. <laughs> you're in a walker
1: yeah. day. You're done. I don't know how I got so lucky. My heel and my toes sustained no damage, literally all midfoot, but my midfoot looked like cornflakes. So I don't know if that's like a good thing or bad. Cotta,
0: yeah, it's a cottage cheese massive, cornflake cottage cheese sandwich right there. Yeah, yeah but,
1: it was gross. Yeah, it's not
0: fun. Yeah, because no. that's a really weak part of your foot too. Like it's, it's the weakest, most vulnerable part. So it's scary that you. Yeah. Well, that's why probably that doctor was freaking out. Like, yeah, you did
1: how you landed just on that one little spot is physically almost impossible. So yeah. And this, and the doctor that I had, God bless her, she was exactly what I needed at that time. You know when you need that right. Of, amount of i'm gonna say assertiveness you can insert another word if you want to yeah. and i'm okay with that yeah. and <laughs> and also like really good bedside manner for me and i needed somebody who had that kind of like complementary aspect to their personality and she is I found out later, like, well, after the fact, like top 10 rated doctor for what she does and it's feet and hands, teeny tiny bones. She fixes all the baby bones. But the whole time I was rehabbing this between her and my physical therapist, they kept kind of pushing into me, you know, what do you want the quality of your life to look like? What do you want your strength to look like? like I was a month shy of turning 20 years old when I got hurt. What do you want your life to look like when you're 30? What do you want your life to look like when you're 40? Do you want to be able to bear the weight of pregnancy? Do you want to walk without a walker? Do you want to walk at all? It was all these like very big questions. And I was in this point of crisis of like, I don't want to think about that right now. Like you got to back off me. That's but nice. I yeah,
0: I'm 20 years old. Slow
1: yeah. down, Ranger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calm <laughs> it down. Slow down. <laughs> we're just coming off
0: another surgery. Back the fuck I, off. It's with okay. a little with a little COVID. Give me six feet. Give me six feet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Social That's scary, yeah. yeah. But it was it was that element of like these were thoughts that I never considered being that young of a person. Like, how do I want to age? Was essentially what they were asking me. And and in a kind of other turn of that, it was also like how much of a burden do you want to be on the people around you? Because you have the potential, given even the severity of this injury, to rehab to the point where you can have a really good quality of life. But the choice is yours. So I've always kind of kept that in the background of my mind. You know, I, I re, the Army said when I got hurt, they were like, we're going to give you as much time as you need, which was amazing to completely rehab and then we'll see if you can meet our physical requirements if you can you're back in if you can't we're gonna have to discharge you i'm not kidding they gave me years because i had to get past all the surgeries past all the physical therapy i had to after that point see where my power lay in terms of my strength what could i do what could i not do and eventually it came to pass that things like running which are kind of important when you're in the military high impact stuff given the severity of the injury were contraindicated for my body like yes i can run but but i should not run.
0: yeah and there and yeah there's i'm gonna you know it's it's kind of eerie how similar our lives were because at 19 20 years old when i had my open compound fracture on my collarbone and had to have multiple surgeries had to have a screw put in that i used to have a screw stick out the back of my shoulder for a little while to to get my collarbone back then when they, you know, I was a combat engineer at the time, had just gone through all these schools and all this stuff, and then I'm like, okay, I'll be all right, I'll, I'll rehab, I'll rehab, I'll rehab. They're like, yep, I rehab for a year, a year and a half, like you. And then I went to go take my pullus, my physical test. I could not hold the weight on my shoulders like I could before. So guess what? You can stay in Sergeant Valentine, Corporal Valentine, but you have to reclass. You've got to turn into a different MOS because physically you can't do this job anymore because the Army says you can't. So I, I that's what I'm saying. We're, we got a lot more in connection to, in that sense because they let me stay in because I could still function. I could do all the other stuff, but my range of motion on my shoulder, and, and here's the sad thing for me too, is when I first came in the Army, I got drafted to play baseball by the Baltimore Orioles, but I was already in the Army. So I plan on just doing a couple of years in the Army and getting out and then going to play baseball, but this is my throwing shoulder. Oh. So my range of motion was sh- only at about 60% even after a year. I, could, I couldn't even – I couldn't bring my arm. So I was like, ah, crap. So I just re-enlisted to stay in the Army and changed my MOS, and, th- and then I just did 20 years. Uh, and I probably could have been a professional baseball player. But it, I just feel where you're at because I know the Army pushed me and said, hey, we're going to get you rehab, We're going to get you all right. And I was. And I was good. But I couldn't put the weight on my rucksack. I couldn't put – I couldn't hold the weight on my shoulders anymore. Now I'm, I'm probably about – I'm, uh, when I got out in 2010, I was probably about 92% out of 100 based on all the tests I used because they used to test me every year I had to go back and get tested every year even after that because they wanted to make sure my shoulder didn't digress or whatever and I got mm-hmm. a scar here and I got all kind of stuff so I feel you as far as but you're right the army stuck with me too and said look we'll get you through it and we'll if you're able to stay in you can stay in if you want and if not we'll med board you and let you get out and move on with your right. life and I said all right but I didn't want to get out when I realized I couldn't use my arm because that was my that was my bread and butter was my arm and I was done. So I was like, "Ah, so yeah, I feel you."
1: <laughs> right, Cuz I mean, at 60%, you're not going to go and play professional ball. Like, no, not even call. close.
0: No, no way. Yeah. And
1: Yeah. They're going to be like, uh, that's not cute."
0: <laughs> Cuz I could throw a baseball like 96 miles an hour when I was 19 years old and then when I was 21, I could barely throw at 70 because my shoulder just wouldn't let let me follow right. through all the way. It wouldn't let my range of motion was all screwed up. So I said, yep, I better just stay in the army now because that that part of my life's probably over. So I just, you know, whoop and went. So, but yeah, Yeah. but I understand every aspect of what you were just talking about. That's what's so eerie to me is because even though they're very polar opposite sides of the body, but the same, but see, the army took care of me too. They just said, hey, look, we're going to get you rehab. If you can stay in, we'll let you stay in. If you can't, we'll just get you out and you move all your life. But I was lucky enough that I could stay in. You unfortunately had to make a choice that, had to be best for you because you're right running I'll tell you right now I hate running too and I hate it I hated it when I was in even though I could do it I hated it because i was like damn why are we running and we used to run <laughs> seven eight miles a day I'm like why are we running so much and, and you're putting that body weight and pounding on your feet mm-hmm. like, another reason why my feet are all jacked up now because just the abuse my foot took, my feet ticked. right well I'm and running then running. you're running
1: in boots too and that's yeah I'm so running cool. in combat
0: boots jungle boots you know Croc, all this stuff you're running in marching in them all the time so yeah oh yeah your body and then t- running with a rucksack
1: on your back, and you're like this. And is even of totally that now,
0: you putting a pair of boots on after the fact. I couldn't it's fit hard right. enough in sneakers, but you try to put boots on, and, and with that lack of structural arch mm-hmm. support in a boot, in a combat boot versus a regular you know dress boot or something where they build it, in, I couldn't even imagine. Because I'm telling you right now, my feet like right now, I'm wearing socks on my feet and i normally don't but because when i take my shoes off it's so hot i leave socks on just because i'm it just psychologically to me i got to keep my socks but it's so weird because your feet are so people don't people take for granted their hands and their feet they just don't they don't realize how important they are in their lives and
1: i, I do wonder like what if it was like an upper body injury like a hand or a wrist or like an elbow or a shoulder or something like that maybe i would have been able to stand obviously that's not the path that it took
0: Right, and because yeah, that wasn't what was meant for you. That's how I looked at my yeah. life. It was meant for me not to play baseball. I was supposed to stay in the army, and it turned out it was. I changed mm-hmm. lives. I met people. I, my life went the right direction. So I kind of look at. it. I'm not a very big, you know, religious guy, but I have faith and I believe in God. But I'm like, I'm one of those guys that like, look, that was the path I was supposed to be on. Then I wasn't right. supposed to go play baseball. I was supposed to be here. There's evidently there's a reason I stayed on this path. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you. There's a reason, God, you know, whoever took you to that path and said, nope, this is a better line for you, and you're going to do better this way. Right. And you got to take that attitude, I think. And that's. The beautiful thing about life is you if you can take that attitude that like, I'm supposed to do this now, I just got to deal with it. Your life can be just as good as it was going to be. So yeah. right.
1: And you know, if you had asked me when I first got hurt, like where do you see your life, like where I'm at now. I never would have thought I would have gone into the entrepreneurial space. I never would have thought that the lessons that I learned about myself and rehabbing from that experience and then the things that I learned going forward would have propelled me into you know fitness and helping people and creating a community and doing all the things that I've done. I would never have guessed that yeah. ever, but it's given me a lot of like, self-insight into what my capabilities are and I think what it's done is taught me how resilient I can be and then helped me show the people around me how resilient they can be as a result, because I didn't go right away into the entrepreneurial space, I went. I finished my education because I was like, "She needs to go to college. College needs to get done. I gotta have something I at mean, this let me get something out of." of this. Yeah,
0: let me get something she, out of this.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, and thank God I had a support system around me that were as as invested in my recovery as I was. I mean, my mom drove me to college. Not even kidding, because I couldn't drive. I had. Professors, my whole family had my back, and I had professors that were meeting with me separately because of, you know, like wherever I was at in the. Yeah, just limitation. Yeah, yeah, and my college I got my bachelor's degree on was on a hill. So, yeah. 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 Whatever. But,
0: like I, I, you know
1: yeah, Nobody <laughs> likes hills. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Nobody likes hills.
1: Yeah. Nobody likes hills. So, I did all that and I went into corporate America and I. I very, very traditional corporate America route at first and it sucked. And then I, in the recession in 2008, like so many other people, I lost my job. I got laid off and I was getting into the fitness industry and I was kind of dabbling in that route. And I had this friend who was like, come and work with me with victims of violence. So I went and I started doing that. And I took all these things that I learned about, like, you know, you're more of a badass than what you think you are. Like, you can do this, like you can get through shit. And I started parlaying that into like this advocacy work. And then I kind of got a little bit disillusioned with the whole structure of corporate America. I love the work that I was doing. I love the people I was working with. I loved helping people. And I was doing the fitness thing as like a part-time hustle, like my side hustle before and after work. And my husband, God bless him, was on a deployment. He's active duty. And he was like, every time I call you, you are miserable if you're talking about work. He's like, you're crying, you're stressed. And he's like, you're not, you haven't been given this tremendous opportunity to do something with yourself to be this miserable. And every time I talk to you about fitness, you're like loving it you, you light up you're so passionate like this is obviously where you want to spend your time and he god bless that man was like quit your job i don't care i don't care that you don't have a plan right now quit it you're miserable be done with it we'll figure it out so i did i left i went into i went into the fitness industry full-time i started working out of brick and mortar i started racking up certifications with that because i love learning and then I had my daughter, and it was a horrible delivery that sustained me other injuries, of course, because, you know, small humans. Yeah, small humans, yeah.
0: Small so, humans. My wife's little people, too. Listen, we're going to go into that, too. My wife is, was job now, She was a fitness instructor. She became a Zoom instructor in her life, her whole life. Every, same thing. Quit. Just go do Zoom. Just go do what you love doing. I want you happy at home. I want you happy in your life. We'll figure it out monetarily. We don't worry about it. And then she did the same thing. So, I mean, I yeah, we're. There's oh, a, my God.
1: There's no there. wonder we got connected. No, yeah, I'm yeah, like, and like
0: it a, makes an aura connection now because now, I'm like, man, this is almost simultaneously us. But
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your wife and I probably have a lot in common.
0: There probably are. You, it you was a very, are, 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 very scary leap. She's gone through some injuries too, not as dramatic as that, but she's gone through some stuff. And she, and she's just my wife's a beast too. Like she's a she's a she's a brown belt in one of her martial art things, and then she's a <laughs> zumba instructor and a, she teaches aqua zumba and all this other stuff and fitness. And she's a fitness <laughs> oh.
1: and she's forty nine years old and she's a beast. Like, she'd like she likes like mm-hmm. she's twenty. Like she's. 20. I've she's always wanted to go into martial arts. Yeah, True, you but would. Love martial arts. I probably would, but the the kicking part.
0: Yeah, but they, there's ways around that too. There ways because they do. Yeah,
1: I would I would have to like figure out a way to not have to kick things because that. Yeah, they'll
0: work the other things right. out. I mean, that I the one thing I have learned about that that lifestyle is usually your sensei or whoever the instructor. They're very liberal with what they they'll they'll find adjustments for you to fit into what they want because they want you to be successful. Uh. Uh, at least the ones that my wife's always worked with, they've always made adjustments for whatever needs to happen so that you can be successful. So it's really about finding the right. right dojo sensei or whatever just the right person that's going to be that guy training you or gal training you and it but it's like anything else you know so
1: right i have had the opportunity to train a couple of bjj fighters female bjj fighters and i i mean their athleticism to me is like holy crap though oh yeah but anyways so (laughs) i i had my daughter and i started really looking at like my my balance of life and what i wanted to do and then i kind of started noting noticing this like issue in my community issue problem whatever you want to call it of nobody really feeling like they had the time to give to themselves like there was a lack of balance they wanted the balance they knew what they needed to do to create the balance but it was always like i don't have the time i like i don't know how to leverage my time to make this work for me So that was happening. At the same time, I was having a lot of clients tell me like, man, you need to write a blog because your stories about your kid, when you talk about her, they're really funny. Granted, she's hilarious, but they're like, you're really, really funny. So I started a healthful life as a blog, totally free. And I was giving workouts to people when they would be like at home after they had a baby, when they would go on vacation, when they would travel for work, like whatever it would be that they needed. And then I sat there and I said to myself, why am I doing this for free?
0: I can make this a business.
1: I can make this a business. And here comes the entrepreneur. And I never thought I would be here. (laughs) And everybody in my circle was like, That's a really good idea. Like that really is a need that's not being met because when I started thinking about how I would address somebody's fitness needs, it was the same as how I would train somebody in person, which isn't to shove them into a box and be like, you have to do this for 30 days, or you need to do this for 60 days. It's where are you at? What goals do you have? Let me meet you there, which also became kind of a challenging in terms of marketing, but it was i don't want to make this be a cookie cutter solution because my body doesn't respond to a cookie cutter solution anymore that's not what works for me but if i have been able to find solutions that work for me that have made me feel strong feel accomplished i can do that for other people and then it was also me thinking i want to create this community for people where they feel like they have a safe space to kind of step into that vulnerability and that thought of, of, I can't do this and figure out that they can. Because that was one aspect of the military that I really, really missed was that community aspect, that like tribe. And it's, it's crazy to me even now, and I don't know if you have this experience that when you meet other vets, it's almost like you kind of know
0: yeah, you finally get – it's almost like an instantaneous connection that you you kind mm-hmm. of feel like you can talk to each other. You, yeah, it's – you're right, though. That was, a, that was the hardest thing for me. To it took me about six, seven years when I got out. I retired in 2010. It took me about six or seven years before I really got my feet under me to understand how to be a civilian, how to be – because I was still looking for that same lifestyle that I had. Like, I could walk into a room and everybody – we all just kind of gelled immediately. Right. I kind of could hang out and talk and not have to – Well, you went a civilian, and you went to play this kind of. Everybody was going their own direction, like it was like everybody was going that way and this way instead of everybody coming in to the tribe. And everybody, everybody, who they are, just it didn't matter what you looked like, what your color was, what your everybody just kind of sucked you in and protected you and looked out for you. And then now you're in a place where everybody is on their own, and no, no, stay back there, you know. Well, like so, yeah, that's probably been the hard. That's why I had my other episodes were all about that transition change because that's been. That's a hard one. That's the hardest thing I think soldiers, any any military person has to deal with when they get out, because you lose that camaraderie, you lose that feeling of tribe or that connection to mm-hmm. people, because on the outside, people are about their own self, their own family, they' only, they're very centered on that that circle. And if you're outside right. of that circle, you're not as. A, but see, our circle was like that, you know, and now circles are like this, and you're like, ah. So I feel you. I feel That's you cool. a lot because I mean I understand that.
1: Yeah. And I I think I took that kind of perspective of what you're talking about, of everybody going in different directions and and thought to myself, like, okay, if I want everybody to come in, I need to be the point that they come in to. to How do I create that for people? So every time I would go and train, like that was what I was about. You know, this is a place of safety and non-judgment. Like this is, this is the place I would tell people, this is a place where you leave your stress. This is a place where you leave whatever distractions you brought in with you. You're leaving them at the door. This is the hour or however long for you to give to yourself because nobody else is going to give to you the way that you can give to you. And let's do that together and let's create that community together. And then it it just this uh, healthful life thing just kind of blew up and I started doing private coaching and helping people all over step into that for themselves. And then we got hit with a pandemic. <laughs> and
0: the Chinese virus, damn.
1: <laughs> and the brick and mortar that I was training at shut down. And I still had the online business, a healthful life was still going. And what I found was people were saying, okay, I need that community connection, I need this aspect of health and well being. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. How do I get there? So I I gave my crew, I have like a small, you know, core group of clients. I gave them like a couple weeks to kind of be in their feelings and stuff. Fair, I thought. And then I messaged them and I was like, look, I know you guys are missing working out. I know you have no idea what to do at home. I know what to do at home. I've rehabbed multiple injuries from my home. I rehabbed from having a child from my home, not going into a gym. Why don't we start working out on Zoom? And I think my message said something along the lines of like, this could be a clusterfuck, but let's try it. Because we have nothing to lose.
0: My wife did the same thing with Zumba. All the girls couldn't go to Zumba. So she started doing Zumba in our garage and she'd do the episode and the girls would be in Zoom with her. We had 20 people. Yeah. On the screen. She teaches Zumba online. And I'm like, Hey yeah. girl, do your thing girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Because it gives them, it gives them something to look forward to. It gives them someplace to show up to, even if it is virtually. And it gives them a way to relieve some stress in their life. And that's what I wanted to do for them. They, I mean, they took this and they turned it into it. They have a book club now.
0: In my wife's group, even after the Zoom would be over, there, they'd all be sitting there talking. They'd just sit down yeah. and all just, you know, chat to I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. She'd be in there for two, three hours and their class was 45 minutes. I'm like, Jesus, what? Are you coming out of there? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I was not done people. yet? I was helping people, and they were really excited and, you know, they did things and stuff. But yeah. So let's get back. Let's get it. Let's jump into your healthy life. Let's talk about the business, how you built it out, mm-hmm. where you're at now, where you want to go in the future with it.
1: So it, it, I am completely serious when I say it started as a blog. I don't doubt it. I was just know, starting to write. Yeah, my daughter, she's six years old, going on about 27 too, uh-huh. and she... Damn.
0: I got a 14 and 15-year-old daughter, so let me tell you. They're 14 and 15 going on 28, 29.
1: And I'm like, oh, my God. You're not ready for that age. Adult, I'm eat? telling you right now,
0: you're you're eating cake right now. I'm just telling you. Wait. Give Please it five terrify more years. Me. You're eating cake right now. I'm telling you.
1: I know I am. Oh, trust me. I know I am. I and I'm terrified.
0: And daughters. And I got a 9-year-old son and a 21-year-old son. And I'm like, what did I do? What did you do? <laughs> was I <laughs> I, I, tell, I tell my husband that time when I got my wife what was I eating there had to been something in my food I don't know I need to cut that out of my oh, life my sons are my sons are perfect you know, my, my daughters are perfect don't be wrong but you know 14 to 15 going on 21 22 i can't like, do this man I can't do
1: <gasps> cleaning more guns and
0: watching and I'm watching oh it's, just, it's nuts
1: Oh, I know. Oh, I had a moment of
0: connection again. I,
1: I was gonna <laughs> say that uh, when my husband retires, she'll be about like 13. Mm-hmm. So, my plan is you know, the whole idea of geo bachelor, I'm in a geo bachelorette, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, hand so it I'm, it like, off. And I'm like, I have done my time. Look. <laughs> Yes. I've done the workups. I've done the deployments as and a honestly, spouse. Dad, I'm going to
0: tell you right now, I'll tell you from my, my wife's perspective or our daughter right now, I'm more the, the person that can handle the, my daughter and my wife. It's like because 14, 15, teenage daughter, teenage and mom. I get all the like, Hey, dad, mom. Oh, Lord. Here we go. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. because your daughters are a little bit better with their dads when they get to that age than they are with their moms, because they're starting to have more conflict with their mothers because they're becoming a woman. So now there's right. competition for woman stuff, and I, I not that I understand that at all, but I see it. I don't understand. It, sure
1: right? I understand that stuff. It's yeah. going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, yeah. Good luck with that. Oh yeah, fun. So, <laughs> so anyways, I I started the blog, and then I started working with a coach who helped me establish a YouTube channel, who helped me establish a coaching because I didn't know where I wanted to take it. And she asked me, why are you dreaming so small? And I said, I didn't know I was. (laughs) And uh, she helped me establish a YouTube channel. She helped me launch a private coaching aspect to it, which I still have. And then she helped me establish like the infrastructure of a business essentially because I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do so the first step that I I did when I decided I wanted to launch the coaching component was I ran a beta test I went out to 10 of my friends and I said hey I'm thinking about doing this thing can I trial run it on you You know, like, this is what I would expect. These are my expectations. This is what I would want at the end. I am taking this very seriously. Will you help me? And they all said yes, because who doesn't want free coaching, right? And the cool thing about it was that every single person was at a completely different place in terms of their health and well-being and their journey and where they wanted it to go. So it was a, a fantastic opportunity to, for me to learn how to kind of hone my private coaching style. And then I started, I call this like guerrilla marketing. Like I started getting to be a guest on podcasts and I started getting the opportunity to share my story more and it's growing and it's growing and it's still in definite growing phase. This, I mean, it's not even a three-year-old business. So it's for sure growing still. And I'm still training and doing all those aspects out of it. Now it has a group coaching class environment because of the pandemic. I started writing down all the recipes for the stuff that I cook. And then I, I mean, I just have expanded it even from, there with like making printables with guides for at home workouts that people can do that are easy and accessible and making myself available to people if they have questions if they need to change things because the thing is is you can go and find all the workouts on the interwebs like i can search hit workout and i think like five million results will come up But that might not address what's going on in my body. Like, I know if a workout comes up and there's certain exercises written within that workout, I might not be able to do those exercises because of my previous injuries. But I know how to change those exercises out so that I get the same result. Not everybody has that. Yeah. So I continued with the private coaching and I've continued with getting my certifications and stuff like that just so that I can have like better expanded knowledge as far as what I'm doing in a fitness setting. And now I'm just growing that coaching component. Hopefully, one day I hope to have a podcast, one day I hope to have a book that's probably more of like the five10 year plan, like way down the line. We'll see.
0: Hey, look, if you need help setting that up, you let me know because I'll help okay. you. I'll give you any insight I can give you to help you get it set up because it can you can actually start a podcast pretty easy because it can start off kind of like a blog where you just start off with one or two episodes and stuff. And I I'll, I would love to help you set it up and get it running because oh, you. you could drive it straight from your website technically. I mean, literally, you could just upload the videos and upload the stuff right to your web. It's not, oh, if you go to my website, better to be real, you'll see the episodes are right there. Mm-hmm. And I, there's certain websites that help you build them out. It's not it's really about the cost it's really about what you want to spend in, in the beginning because like i'm getting sponsors now and everything else and 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 doing that kind of stuff so it's it's, it's but it's fun because i get to meet people like you and you get to meet a lot of wonderful people and and, and learn things about different things about life and open things up because i'm looking at your website right now and you have a beautiful website it's a healthy a healthfullife.org which i didn't expect the dot org but that's good because org always makes it feel like it's not such a company it's more of an organization that's trying to you know like right. I, I run a nonprofit. That's my bread and butter. What I do. Uh,
1: right.
0: So, um, uh, but I, I think your website's beautiful. It's wonderful. Right. It's got a lot of wonderful, easy tabs at the top. It's really cool. I like the workout tab. I like, I like the recipe tab. And then I went right to the drinks. So that's just me. <laughs>
1: um, uh, my husband's my taste tester for all the cocktails yeah, because you uh, know what?
0: Then your husband get along good. We could be your taste dummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, But I I think what you have and what you've started, and I think because you have kind of a niche in a a sense that it's about helping people find what their workout goals want to be and go to and Mm -hmm. and let them kind of, you don't push down your product, you're pushing down what you can do for them for their product, their end result. Right. That's a beautiful part of what you're doing in your business is that you're making it where you're kind of user friendly and you're kind of flexible and you want to meet them you want to meet them at their goal not you push them to a goal or whatever you want to meet them at their goal and i think that's a wonderful right. way to look at business and stuff so yeah
1: and i think it goes back to like what my doctor was honing in on me and what everybody around me was like pounding into my brain when i got hurt was what do you want your life to look like like for me a 30 day solution doesn't do anything if you can't maintain it past 30 days that's the, that's a diet that's a fad that's a trend and that as I am really more deeply beginning to understand can actually do irreversible damage to your body and do irreversible damage to your metabolism. And, you know, and, and your psyche. I and mean, because it, yeah. It, and it, your failure
0: at things, you, you can't complete things. You can't
1: exactly. And that, My body and soul it can fuck with you
0: up here. It's way more dangerous to mess with this than it is to mess with your gut. Like I, Listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. I got out the army. I ain't worked out a day since I got out the army. I've been out there for 10 years. I, I'll i be damned if I work out again. And I get people messaging me all the time from LinkedIn that want to be my, like, look, Sarge, I ain't looking for no coaches. I'm not looking. That's not my life anymore. And I put on a few extra pounds that I got out. I deserve that. I earned that. You know what I'm saying? I earned a little bit.
1: <laughs> that,
0: I don't need to be, I don't need to have a washboard stomach anymore. I used to, but I don't need to have that anymore. I mean, I'm not fat, but I'm not skinny either. So you know, and I tell people all the time, I said it's just that's just not me anymore. You know, I want it I want it up here. I want the psychological strength. I want to get stronger I want to meet people like you that can that can invigorate me to become better at what I do no matter what it is, because of your drive, because of your intent. You know what I'm saying? And that and I right. think you as a coach and you as a mentor to people, that's what's the most important value that you give is that you make people want to be better because of the way you make them feel about themselves. I, I get all weird about that, but I think no, I love body. that, though. I, but I think psychologically, your workout system psychologically is more beneficial than a gold gym or a, you know, one of those. Because they're just like, yep, get up there on the machine for 25 minutes, and then they walk away or whatever. Whereas you're going to be standing there and, hey, can you do that? Are you okay doing that? Do you want to try something different? See, So I feel it like a, I don't know, it's more user-friendly. It's not as intimidating or as threatening as a lot of gym guys are.
1: Right. Well, my goal is after they're done working with me, that they keep going on their own, that they ha- I'd say that I want to be the dispensable coach. Like I want, unless you're like training with me yeah. in workouts, I'm going to
0: get those high end people that really
1: want you to push them. And I got that too, which is great. Yeah. I'm not turning any of those away, but yeah. I want people to work with me and then I want them to feel like they have every tool that they need to be able to succeed right. on their yeah. own. And I've, I have always said when I've trained, I, I don't care if you say I'm a hard instructor. I know I'm a hard instructor, whatever it is, what it is, but nobody is ever going to be able to say that I'm mean, because my main goal is for you to walk out feeling like you're a freaking Olympian and that you're the total badass and that you've been completely successful because I know that if I can create that, that you will continue to show up for yourself and then you will create the habit for yourself on your
0: own. And so you even just did it to yourself. You went like this. If I can create that, because see what mm-hmm. you're doing. is, If I can set that in your mind, that that's who you want to be and where you want to get. And that's what, that's what it's to me. That's what it's about. Being a coach in anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's fitness, life coach, business coach. If you're the type of coach that can, get, can be, get people to start believing in their own brain and in their own psyche and in their own uh, beliefs that they're going to be successful at whatever they're doing, whether it's working out or then they will yeah. because they'll put more energy into becoming more successful.
1: I actually had somebody I had a client who did not work out at all in coaching with me. She had some other stuff going on. It wasn't going to work for her. And I rest assured, we found ways for her to get her self-care and for her to get her health and well-being journey in. And it was through the form of journaling and meditation and creating that space.
0: It could just be their menu. It could be just the drinks they're drinking. It could just be little subtle things. Right.
1: Her more confidence. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was just switching things up, and honestly, what she really, really needed, she didn't need for me to be like, "Dude, you need to go and run five miles. You need to go do all these." Pol-. She didn't need that. What she needed was like 10, 20 minutes a day that could be completely and utterly devoted to just her because her stress levels were so high. There were so many other things going on in her life that pulled at her that were impacting her body on a physical level, that she didn't need the workout. She needed the quiet. Oh wait, I'm not kidding. She took her closet and turned it into a meditation space.
0: But see, you got through to
1: her, and that's what a coach does. That's what somebody like in your position does that. I mean, you, yeah she felt better as a result. That's the goal though, right? Like you feel better as a result. And then at the end of it, you can take it and do it on your own. But everybody's health journey is different. Like that's the beauty in all of this, you know, for this society, I could probably go off on a huge tangent on this, but for this society that is like, Oh, we're all unique. And we're all one of one. When it comes to fitness, we're like, nah, we're going to cram you into a box. Mm-mm. I can't do that to people because if somebody tried to do that to me, I would probably have a doctor who would kick me in the head because she is that sassy and I would really hurt myself. And if I really hurt myself, what am I doing for everybody else around me? I can't help anybody.
0: Well, it has been an amazing show. I, Lisa, I am just, I am blown away by you and your attitude and the way you do things and your website's beautiful. It's a healthy, healthfullife.org, everybody. So check the show notes out. Make sure you check it out. Uh, last thing before we go, Lisa, I like to ask every guest I have is what as a veteran community can we do to support you with your business and or your, where you're taking your business? What can we do to help you?
1: I would ask for you to go to my Instagram, which is at Lisa Peronzo, and follow me.
0: Okay.
1: Everything is linked up to the website and all the things from the Instagram. And then I would also challenge your listeners that if they feel like any of this has resonated with them in any way, to message me from that platform, go onto the website email me. Take the step forward to reach out to just start the conversation. No, no, nothing salesy, nothing like that. My goal really is to help and empower as many people as possible. So if they feel like I could help them get there, just start talking
0: there you go so you guys heard her out there so if you're listening and you stuck through this with me and lisa and you finished the podcast with because i know we got a little with because me and her got on a tangent there for a minute but <laughs> it could have been like three podcasts. i'll make her yeah i'll make sure her her instagram page is in the show notes if you didn't hear it right you'll be able to find it there she will be on our website too all that information you can find out on veterans dot later on once we get our episode up so we appreciate all you guys listening thank you for what you do and thank you for your service to this great country Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.